Good morning, everybody. I'll start with uh, two passages of Scripture. One should be very familiar to you, the most famous passage out of Isaiah, chapter 53. Who has believed our message? To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of parched ground. He has no stately form or majesty that we should look upon him, nor appearance that we should be attracted to him. He was despised and forsaken of men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, and like one from whom men hide their face. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely our griefs he himself bore, and our sorrows he carried. Yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was pierced through for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. The chastening for our well-being fell upon him, and by his scourging we are healed. All of us, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. But the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. He was oppressed. He was afflicted. Yet he did not open his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to slaughter and like a sheep that is silent before its shearers. So he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. And as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living for the transgression of my people to whom the stroke was due, his grave was assigned to be with wicked men and yet with a rich man in his death. Although he had done no violence, nor was there any deceit in his mouth, but the Lord was pleased to crush him, putting him to grief. If he would render himself as a guilt offering, yet he will see his offspring. He will prolong his days, and the good pleasure of the Lord will prosper in his hand. And Colossians chapter 1, 16 and 17. For in him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions, rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your presence. For you have indeed promised to be in the midst of two or three. The life-changing power of Jesus Christ is among us by the power of his spirit. And we yield ourselves to you. Your presence, that you would have your way in us, change us this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. The 
title of my message is Playing Hurt. Playing Hurt. We just experienced another July 4th. A summer vacation has officially started. A chance to get away for some of us. To relax. To put your feet up. To enjoy. Many of you enjoyed July 4th in some form or fashion. Perhaps with family on the lake. By a campfire. Picnic. Shooting off firecrackers. And, well, you should, right? You've earned it. You've built up vacation days. It's one of our national holidays. Many people are off on July 4th. Let someone else cover for you at work, right? Well, I can take days off away from work. But there are certain spheres of my life that I cannot take a vacation from. There has never been a day in nearly 42 years since Gail and I have been married that I was not her husband. Now, I'm not saying that there weren't times that I wished I could have gotten away. Gone back to being a single man again. Just like the old folk song, I wish I was a single girl again. That's what she says in her sleep sometimes when she thinks I'm not listening. But I didn't, and I haven't, and I won't. We have four children. Can't take a day off from being a parent. Even if you drop them off at the babysitters or at Nana and Pop's, you're still the parent. You have responsibilities. How about taking a day off from being a Christian? Ah, yes, this attitude of what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. No one will ever find out. Really? So you left God at home for a few days? You locked Jesus in the closet so he couldn't get out and follow you? You said goodbye for a while and and he never did figure out where you went or what you did? Shame on me. (laughs) I thought God was omnipotent. Omniscient and omnipresent. Where did I go wrong? Well, I'm here this morning to tell you that I am grateful that Jesus has never taken a day off. Colossians 1, 16 and 17 tells us that all things were created in him, through him and for him, and he Holds all things together. What a statement. If Jesus blinked, if he grew weary, if he decided to take a well-deserved day off, 
What would happen to the world? He holds all things together. Without him daily, second by second, day after day, week after week, century after century. Binding, maintaining, caring and holding. We would cease to exist. One of the greatest baseball players, I can't get through many messages without talking about baseball. One of the greatest baseball players in the history of the game was Lou Gehrig of the New York Yankees. Many people don't know, perhaps, about his baseball career, but you do associate him with a disease. <laughs> in his 17-year career from 1923 to 1939, he was a seven-time All-Star. He hit 493 home runs. He won the Triple Crown in 1934, if you know what that is was twice the most valuable player in the league and won six World Series championships. But the greatest feat that Lou Gehrig is remembered for is playing in 2,130 consecutive games. A record that stood for 56 years until Cal Ripken Jr. broke it in 1995. And thus the nickname... For Lou Gehrig, the Iron Horse. At the end of his career, after being diagnosed with ALS, arterial lateral sclerosis, doctors x-rayed him from head to toe. His hands. In his hands, he was found that every one of his fingers had been broken at least once. Fourteen broken fingers. Twice he was knocked unconscious by pitches thrown. <clears throat> he played through sickness, pain, bad weather. <clears throat> when asked by a rider why he kept playing game after game, he replied, my team needed me. My team needs me. Lou Gehrig, the Iron Horse, played hurt. To be able to play hurt takes faithfulness, vision, determination, commitment, and sacrifice. It requires putting the needs of others above yourself. My own father, placing the needs of our family very high, climbed telephone poles and spliced cable for over 35 years. <clears throat> and in those 35 years, he missed two days of work for sickness. Reuben Woody Worked hurt through crippled knees, a broken back, feverish, arthritic hands. <clears throat> he went to work day 
after day. Jesus Christ knew how to play hurt. Isaiah 53 tells us he was despised, forsaken of men. A man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. Like one from whom men hide their faces. Smitten, afflicted, pierced through for our transgressions, <clears throat> crushed for our iniquities, scourged for our healing. The sin and iniquity of every person who's ever lived. And ever will live. Billions upon billions of multiplied sin on him. Like a lamb, he was led to slaughter. Put to grief and killed. Some people have a tendency to think that Jesus had such clarity and resolve for his mission that he was immune <clears throat> to all the criticism. Rejection and brutality. As if he were oblivious to it all. The Bible describes the birth of Jesus as if it were all sterile and clean. But think about it. Born in a barn. Amongst cows and horses. Laid in a manger, a feeding trough for animals. Amidst the dirt, the flies, the smell, <clears throat> there the King of Kings was born. Throughout his life, the suffering servant knew personally what it meant when he said, If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. John fifteen eighteen. The stigma of an apparent illegitimate birth. The venom of religious leaders, the rejection of the very people he came to save, and at last, abandoned and betrayed by his closest friends, Jesus continually, faithfully, with determination and vision, played hurt. Thank God he did. For the glory that was set before him, he despised the shame. He endured the cross. And perhaps the most remarkable words of Jesus ever spoken by man came from his lips in his greatest pain. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. From the manger to the cross, Jesus played hurt. And so should we. First Peter 4.19 tells us, <clears throat> So then, those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to the faithful Creator and continue to do good. Galatians 6.9 Let us not lose heart in doing good. For in due time we shall reap if we do not grow weary. 
Hebrews 12, 2 and 3. Fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross and has sat down at the right hand of God the Father. Consider him who endured such hostility by sinners against himself so that you may not grow weary, lose heart, and quit playing. Jesus never took a day off, never a second off while on earth, and neither has he since. They say it rains on the just and the unjust. Those who deserve a timely rain and those who do not. I think it was songwriter Joe South who put it this way. I beg your pardon. I never promised you a rose garden. In his song, Give Them All to Jesus, songwriter Phil Johnson wrote this verse. He never said you'd only see sunshine. He never said there'd be no rain. He only promised a heart full of singing about the very things that once brought pain. Gerald Crabb penned these lines for the Crabb family. He never promised that the cross would not get heavy and the hill would not be hard to climb. He never offered a victory without fighting, but he said help will always come in time. So remember when you're standing in the valley of decision and the adversary says, give in, just hold on. Our God will show up and he will help you through the fire again. And finally, we have these marvelous words from one of the greatest songs ever written, in my opinion, by Scott Wesley Brown. There is no problem too big. God cannot solve it. There is no mountain too tall. He cannot move it. There is no storm too dark. God cannot calm it. And there is no sorrow too deep. He cannot soothe it. If he carried the weight of the world upon his shoulders. I know, my brother, that he will carry you. If he carried the weight of the world upon his shoulders, I know, my sister, that he will carry you. Are you in a storm this morning? Does it seem that your little lifeboat is drifted so far from shore that no land or Jesus is in sight? Are you on a remote mountain facing freezing rain and bitter wind and see no way down? Has some sorrow overtaken you that you just cannot shake? Well, maybe you're not in a storm this morning, but one's coming your way. Somehow, someday, some way. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had to go into the fiery furnace before deliverance came. Daniel had to face a den of lions before 
help arrived. Joseph had to be thrown into a pit before he was set free. We all face problems. We all face mountains, sorrows, storms. Each of us has our own individual time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance, a time to give birth, a time to die. Within the last week, John and Kathy have experienced both of those extremes. It's easy when things are good. It's easy when it rains when it should. It's easy when we experience joy after joy. But how good am I at playing hurt? When the body of Christ fails you, and it will, play hurt. When your husband, your wife, your daughter, your son fail you, and they will, play hurt. When an unkind or angry word strikes you, and it will, play hurt. When you are unjustly accused, when you are not recognized as you, as you think you should be, when things don't go your way, keep playing hurt. When Jesus seems not to answer your prayer, keep playing. And when the world seems to come against you, and Jesus is far away. Keep playing or hurt. Earth has no sorrow that heaven can't heal. Is that a reality for us? Are we living it? Finally, when you have no other reason to keep playing, you do it because your team needs you. The body of Christ needs you. Your husband, your wife, your children need you. Your family needs you. For the sake of my brothers and my friends, I will seek your good. Jesus never gave up. He still doesn't give up on us. He never gave up. He never gives up. And by his grace, neither will we. Father, thank you. We won't give up, but only by the power of your spirit within us, because our flesh is weak. In our flesh, we will sit out. We'll find an excuse. We'll find a reason to not play. 
we'll see a reason to remove ourselves from the game. It's only by the power of your mighty spirit within us that we can keep playing. That we can see our way through because we have hope. We have hope. We have Holy Spirit determination. We have Holy Spirit vision. We have a commitment that's birthed by the Spirit. To keep going. Because we trust you. We trust you. You said, I will never leave you. Never forsake you. Thank you, Father God. Thank you so much. When all seems hopeless, I have hope. I have hope. Thank you so much in Jesus Christ.